How do we teach our daughters to think biblically? Not just morally, the difference between right and wrong, but diving really deep and understanding what God would have them do in a particular situation or what God would say about XYZ. After some experience with some daughters, I think I've figured out a few tips that can help you equip your daughters to think biblically. Let's go. Do you ever worry that your daughter will choose your not so pretty past? Have you struggled with your own identity and purpose? Wouldn't it be amazing to choose nourishing foods and exercise out of habit yet still have the food freedom to hit up the Chick-fil-A drive-thru? Hey there. Welcome to Raise Her Well. I'm Ashley Harvey, former college athlete and bartender for over a decade, now wife and girl mom of three. After searching for my identity in the world, I ended up tired, confused, and unhealthy. When I laid down my expectations and decided to open the Word of God and read it as if it were real, it was then that I began to experience true breakthrough. If you're ready for biblical wisdom, tactical health tips, and mom life encouragement, you are in the right place. Make yourself a nice coffee or head to the gym. Let's dive in. How is your week going? I have a nice coffee here. I have a couple notes and I am just so excited to share this topic with you. And it was something that came up when it was actually last, last week, I believe. And I was having a pretty rough day and I'm going to, open the topic with that story. So as a mom, as you know, I'm sure you can relate. (laughs) It was one of those days where I just felt like everybody needed something. And it was just a never ending roller coaster about, you know, snacks or somebody doesn't feel well or, and I just couldn't get a moment and I didn't feel like I could get ahead. And I, you know, I've had a couple of those days as I'm sure we all have. But I paused in during I was giving a bath to my baby and um, I paused during that time, just let her play in the water a little bit. And I was it was like 6 p.m. And I was like, God, I am done with today. What are you trying to teach me? Like, is there something I need to be learning here that I should take away from this somewhat challenging day? And I believe in my spirit, it was just the Holy Spirit speaking to me about just immediately like Jesus never hid away from people. He was available. People would go after him and God doesn't hide from his children. And I think that it was important for me to hear that because I was just thinking of, oh, I just need a break. Like, and, and I and I do think a break is okay and much needed. Moms, get your break. But I was having one of those days where I was like, I wish I could just go <laughs> hide in my room for the day. And he just brought to mind that he wants, and he wanted his kids to come to him. And I needed to realize that it was my job and my responsibility to be available for my daughters that day. And whether they were good reasons or not, I needed to be there to lead, to teach, to equip, and hopefully respond 
in a way that is loving yet firm. So I wanted to share that story because it gave me the topic of thinking biblically. Like I thought, wow, I guess everything in life can be applied to what God would want us to see and where he would want us to be in this story of our lives and how we can just go to him when we need strength, extra energy, just a moment. I know we can find it. I'm sure that day I could have found a few moments, but I was so frustrated with all the needs in the house that I couldn't see straight. So it just made me think that he is available to us and he doesn't hide. And I wanted to talk about how we can equip our daughters to think biblically because it's going to take a bold step of faith from us, our part as moms, for us to talk about it and to apply it. And I'm kind of, I'm basically going to give you some tactical and spiritual steps that I've realized I've been doing without really realizing it until that day that was really hard. And um, God just brought a few things to mind. So there's a few things that I think are important. And this kind of ties in with one of the last episodes about how we can get our daughters to love the Lord. And that is to talk about it. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I believe it's episode 9 or 10. You can check that out. But the few steps that I think for this topic is how to get our daughters to think biblically. So we're going to talk about it, we're going to pray about it, and we're going to apply it. Now, the story that I just shared with you, that was me applying God's word, what he has done in the Bible, how he has loved his children, how he sent Jesus, his one and only son, to us to connect us to God, to bring us to God, how that applied in my life in that moment because it was a hard day. And I know it was nothing like the biblical times that we read about, but I just thought it was interesting that the Bible came to mind during that day and how God is just faithful and he will help you in this journey of motherhood. So I'm going to give you some examples and I never really take notes. Again, there's only been a few, but I have a lot because I was thinking about this and if you don't if you haven't listened to the show yet and you're not sure kind of who I am. I am just a mom and I love the Lord. I, I'm a wife and I have three daughters ages six months, five years old, and 20. So I'm going to kind of give you an example of how to teach your daughter to think biblically from this age range. So for a baby, six months old to maybe a young toddler, I have been talking about it. I did this with my now five-year-old. I sing a song every morning. It's called Good Morning God. We learned that at Bible Study Fellowship. And we talk, like I I talk a lot about to my baby and to my five-year-old, but I talk a lot about the creation. God made everything. God made you. And that's kind of how I do it for the baby. Um, And then, you know, I talk about, if we go outside, I point things out of, again, the creation story and how amazing God is, and we sing songs and stuff. 
when they get older, like five years old, so this is like my five-year-old daughter, what do I do for her? And how do I teach her to think biblically? Well, I build on that. So like the songs that we sing, like Good Morning God, the Bible is a treasure book. And then there's other songs that we've learned from like Vacation Bible School or church or, and she loves certain worship songs that we listen to. But we build on that. And then when they say certain things, like, I don't know if anybody has a strong-willed child out there, but if you know, you know. And this girl, my five-year-old, is that child. And she is a spitfire, and I love it. But I have never been challenged in my life than I have (laughs) with my amazing five-year-old. And she'll come, you know, we'll, we'll be finished at the gym or we'll be at home and she'll say something like, uh, you know, we, we've had some altercations with the neighbors in the area. So they, you know, they didn't get along or something. And she'll sit there and say, my friends said, I am rude. Well, I don't like them. <laughs> and I, I probably shouldn't laugh, but if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I, I'm talking about. So then I'll say, you know, I'll try to sympathize with her. Like, I understand that. That's kind of, that's a challenge. But, you know, I'll bring in other things from our daily life. So I let her, she watches Superbook in the morning. She'll watch one or two episodes. And I'll say, remember this episode where Jesus, you know, tells us to love our neighbors or, you know, love our enemies. And it's stuff like that. But then I'll ask her the question, like, yeah, that's got to be really hard. But what would Jesus say about that? What do you think he would want us to do? And then she'll say, love them. Or, you know, she'll kind of, you know, <laughs> fall back on, I know. And she, she's understanding it. And then from that point with my five-year-old, it's really amazing because she starts and has started to think biblically by asking questions. So, She'll, she's also asked questions like, oh my gosh, what are we going to eat in heaven? And I just, my heart, oh, I love when she asks these questions. And it's going to take, I have, you know, a couple of things I wanted to say about that. It's going to take some humility too, because on your end, and for me it has, because I don't have all the answers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know that there's, and you know, I expressed, not, not with this particular subject, but you know, we, there is a banquet in heaven. We're going to be with the Lord. It's going to be a long table. And there's so many things we don't know. And that's okay. It's okay to take that step of faith and be humble enough to say, I don't have all the answers, but I know God does. Let's see what the Bible has to say about that. And allow them to ask questions. And some of them are going to be so outrageous. And some of them, you're going to be amazed. Like, how did my kid think of that? And another example is the other night, my husband was putting her to bed and she asked him, Daddy, why do we pray in Jesus' name? And he was able to explain that to her and tell her, because they pray together before she goes to sleep. And she's starting to think biblically. And it's not, it's not like a, it, a hard thing or something that we have to, you know, force. It's because we talk about it already and we're living it that it's coming easy for her to ask questions about the day of, 
you know, what they we learned at church or today we're doing, you know, we're going to the park, but she saw a really strange bug and God made it and asking questions about that. And I think that that is something that's so amazing because we, if you are living it and talking about it, and like I said, you know, we do TV in this house. <laughs> we love movies. We love shows. She watches it's um, Bible stories and or an educational show in the morning. So we split, I split it up like that because we do some later on in the day. And, you know, she'll just apply those stories and then she'll ask, like, you know, we were watching the one of the episodes with Job and, you know, the the devil came to the Lord and was like, you know, and God said, have you considered my servant Job? And he said, um, skin for skin, you know, he's not going to worship you if all these things happen to him and God gave him permission to harm him, but not take his life. And she looked at me and was like, why mom, why would God do that? And I'm like, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. We need to find out more about who God is to be able to answer these questions and we can find it out together. So that is for baby and five years old ages. And, you know, if it's, um, you know, my niece who is 10, I would probably apply the same things and then also get more in-depth Bible study in there. And we're visiting them soon. So I'm hoping we could do like one or two stories, you know, younger kids like, you know, my daughter will say, I want it to be sad or scary. And they, I think they like that that element of surprise. I don't think they really want it to be sad or really want it to be very scary, which you know your kids, so you have to, you know, adjust accordingly because I don't like scary stuff. <laughs> Even the scary stories in the Bible, I have to be careful which ones I share with my five-year-old, but I might share more in-depth ones with my 10-year-old niece, for example. And then for teenagers, so like ages 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, my 19-year-old just turned 20. So all of the above apply and then you know they obviously ask questions and now you ask questions and this is kind of detrimental though i'm going to give you a tip for teenagers and young 20 somethings but more so the age like 18 19 20 17 18 19 20 um i'm sorry if i'm talking really fast i'm really excited about this topic and I'm pretty sure my baby's going to wake up soon and I really need to get this out there because I think this is really important. Um, that was a side note. But this relationship with your teen daughter has got to be based on love and respect and firmness and trust. If you don't have these elements in your relationship, it will be very difficult challenging and they might feel judged if you are basically and I'm sure you're not but this is just from my experience and I I know that for us women if you know somebody's going to speak into our life we want that person to be welcome to speak into our life but if we have a relationship with them if they're just fly by or in the bleachers somewhere way off in the distance it's way harder for us to take advice from someone who's way out there. When it comes to, I, I believe this applies to our daughters of all ages, but especially in the teen years, that I'm reading this book and I, I came across it because my five-year-old kept bringing it to me. So it's the, this book is called The Seven Greatest 
truths about successful women. She has something in here, and this is, you know, a basic business book. It's, it's really good. It's not biblically based. It's just tactical business tips, and, you know, it talks a lot about women and our gifts as women. She talks about how nurturing is one of our gifts as women, and in business, she uses this acronym called SET, Support, Empathy, and Truth. And it was really interesting to me. The quote that I copied down was that sometimes a harsh truth lands easier on a person when they've first been nurtured. And as our daughters get older, things are going to be more challenging. I heard this quote, you know, someone say the other day on a podcast, and it was actually a homeschooling podcast that I love. And it was like, you know, bigger kids, bigger problems. So you have to really pour into this time period in their life as well in a different way because you do want them to feel safe, supported, empathized with. But when they feel supported and when they feel empathy, the truth will sink in much more heavily than, you know, if it's just like a flyby, well, you shouldn't do that. You should know better. So for our teen daughters and young 20-somethings, I said, you know, it has to be built on love, kindness, and firmness, but also trust. We definitely will have rough patches and we will both be stretched beyond what we think we can bear. But when we have open lines of communication between our tweens and teen daughters, and when they say something like, you know, I like, I made a new friend, you can ask questions, you know, what that friend is into, or, you know, or, right, God forbid, I like a boy, which I have experience in that realm as well. And, you know, some people might not agree, and that's okay, but hear me out. If you think you might have your young daughter, (laughs) whether she's a tween, teen, or like young 20-something, who has shown signs of, you know, not being boy crazy, but, you know, like someone on and off again here and there, and it's kind of a constant thing. I'm going to tell you from my experience, education is not enough. Sports are not enough. Clubs, hobbies, being busy, it's just not enough. Nothing will busy your teen daughter and preoccupy their mind and, you know, them physically, emotionally, and spiritually like God's word and speaking the truth to them about that topic. They won't understand, you know, what you're trying to say until they have a grasp and a foundation that God has a better plan for them. And what I'm trying to say here is I'm not saying always discourage a friend, always discourage a boyfriend. However, if you do, you know your kid better than anyone. And if it has come up several times, you have those open lines of communication, your daughter trusts you, and you know, this you, you might still get an eye roll here and there that you don't see, that's okay. But because you have the open lines of communication, and you find out about somebody, a friend or boy or something like that, instead of feeling exasperated, you can in turn listen, support, empathize, but then also you can say, have you prayed about it? What does God say about it? 
Have you talked to Jesus about it? Let's look at what God's word says about marriage. God has a better plan for you. And so I know some people might say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to talk about a husband or I'm not going to talk about marriage or I'm not going to talk about, and that's fine. That's up to you. That's your choice. From my experience, education, being busy in sports, clubs, even work, it's just not enough until your daughter truly understands that God has a better plan for her. He placed certain desires within her, but now we need to help her think biblically with these desires or thoughts or ideas that she has about her life when it comes to certain things. Do you want your questions to initiate biblical thinking? So instead of being annoyed or angry at the maybe possible poor choice that's coming up in the future, you can rephrase it in such a way that doesn't point to your thought process and your point of view, but to God's and what you know that they know already and build upon that foundation. I think too, I can give you an example. At at the time, my oldest, she was a teen. She, you know, she had some friends tell her something that she began to believe about herself. I know you can relate as a woman, as a mom, I can definitely relate to that. I have been told lies too in the past. And so I supported her by listening to her and sympathize with her using empathy and just understanding that, hey, you know what? I've been there before too. But then the truth that I spoke to her related to what my pastor taught earlier this week at Revolution Church in Georgia, where God was looking for Adam and Eve in the garden after Satan had lied to them. And Adam had said, I hid because I'm naked. And God said, who told you that? And I think it's really important to note that we need to say those things to our daughters. Who told you that? And then after we discussed, you know, who told her this lie, I said to her, let's look at what God says about you. And we went from there. And she already knew the answer. Sometimes, I mean, I can speak for myself too. I need to be reminded of the truth. Sometimes I forget. And I know that if I forget at 30-something years old... (laughs) My daughters are definitely going to forget. And so we are here to lead them, love them, be firm yet kind, and help them think biblically. And we can do that by talking about it, praying about it, and then applying it to our own life and asking God, what are you trying to teach me here in this situation? What am I supposed to be teaching my daughters at this time? And I know that we can lead them well in thinking biblically if we are doing it ourselves. And so I hope this episode has helped you. I hope it encourages you to equip your daughter to think biblically. Be bold, lead the way, mamas, and love those daughters that God has placed with you. This is a calling on our lives. Don't let any lie diminish the work that has yet to be done and to God be the glory. I think I had a little bit more to say, but 
my little baby woke up early from her nap. I'm sure you heard her in the background. And she's getting really hungry. And <laughs> I think that's all we are going to talk about for now. Have a great day. If today's episode inspired, encouraged, or challenged you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you could take a few seconds of your time and leave an Apple podcast review. This is the only way I know that you like the show. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Ash Harvey, that's Ash with an E, or email raiseherwell at gmail.com. Remember, you are a girl mom for such a time as this. Let's rise up and take our own places as daughters of the Most High King so that we can encourage and equip our daughters to have bold faith and live well. Until next time.